Welcome to Service Dog Q&A with Dream Dogs. I'm your host, Victoria Warfel. Welcome to episode three, how to choose your service dog. Uh, What breed, what age, what temperament are we looking for or are you looking for when you're looking for a service dog? Well, first we're going to tackle the question of breed. What breed are you going to search for whenever you're searching for a service dog? Personally, I love Goldens, Golden Retrievers, uh, Labrador Retrievals, and Poodles as service dogs because this is something that they've been traditionally used for. A lot of organizations use them for a reason. And you're always going to find those weird one or two, for example, In the past, I've had a Belgian Malinois as a personal service dog. I've had a Siberian Husky as a personal service dog. And while they worked out good, they're not a breed I recommend for most people uh, because of different reasons. For the Siberian Husky, it's because of trainability. You know, they are a little bit stubborn and they're not traditionally used for service dog work because they're used for sled dog work. They like to pull. you know, staying in that heel position, they don't always want to do. Um, and it's just with the coat down here in Florida, it wasn't a breed I was going to continue looking at uh, because she was miserable all summer long. Uh, for the Belgian Malinois, um, he's my current service dog and I'm training up Gypsy, my golden retriever, um, to to co-work with him, I guess you could say. Uh, and he's not a breed I would choose to go with again because people see him out in public and they see him super calm and good and well-behaved and they say, oh, what breed of dog is that? So I tell them and they say, why well, want to get one? Look how good and calm he is. And I laugh because he's good and calm because he's working and he has a job. Uh, but if my husband and I both weren't professional dog trainers, he would be a nightmare to live with. He's not a dog. He's not a breed I ever recommend for service dog work. Unless you and your spouse are both professional trainers and can give him exactly what he needs. Uh, for example, whenever we have him out all day working, uh, for example, maybe we're at Disney or maybe we're doing traveling or maybe we're just doing a lot of errands and he's out all day with us working and we get back either to the room or to the house at night and we're exhausted he's ready to play and you have to put your service dog first so that means even though I'm physically and mentally drained uh he gets to play um so we do have to see to his needs first so breed wise I do like a golden a lab or a poodle Um, But, you know, there are a bunch of different breeds out there. We've worked with everything from little bitty dogs um, to big old Great Danes and as service dogs. So, you know, you have to get the right dog for you. But your first dog, I truly believe, should be a Golden, a Lab, or a Poodle because you want to start with an easy dog. Now, if if you've had a service dog or two, um, maybe you've trained dogs before to, you know, a, a certain level, not just... We had dogs growing up and they were always fine because that was on your parents usually. That wasn't on you usually. But, you know, I've had a therapy dog before. You know, I've trained. I've done competition obedience before. Um, I always take my dog everywhere and she's very well behaved because that's just how we are. Um, You know, that would be a different story.
Now that we've answered the question of breed, let's take a look at age for your service dog. And here's another one where we've worked with all different ages. Uh, Gypsy started at eight weeks old whenever we brought her home is when her service dog training began. Um, Arrow we got at, I think he was around seven months old. Um, when we got him, but I didn't think of him for service dog work uh, until we'd had him for just about a year. Uh, so his training started at about a year and a half or so. Um, my Siberian Husky, we thought was two when we first got her. Nope, she was eight, and that's whenever we began her training. And in general, you want to get your dog and start your dog as young as possible. Why? Is because it takes about a year, two years to fully train up your service dog, depending on what you're training and what you need from your dog. And if you're going to do that with a dog who's eight years old, you're going to have a much shorter time with your dog and you're going to need to start training your next dog at a much faster rate than if you started with an eight week old puppy who say takes two years to train up the dog's two years old and hopefully you can work with your dog until your dog's eight nine ten eleven again depending on what you need from the dog um and and everything else so you're gonna have a much longer time with that you can get possibly eight to ten years out of your service dog uh, versus starting a dog eight years old fully trained up by say nine or ten years old and you need to start training up another one at 11 or 12 years old so we do like to start them young. Uh, if you have the opportunity to get a dog who is maybe a year or even two years old, you know, that would be doable. But you have to be certain that your dog passes the appropriate temperament tests because a dog at that age usually is an unknown background uh, and may have issues. Dogs do bring baggage into the relationship, just like we have baggage as people. So we want to make sure that it wasn't anything too bad. So if the dog, for example, is having house training issues and pees and poops everywhere, you're not going to be able to bring that dog into public locations because you can't be at the grocery store and your dog decides to pee and poop everywhere. Um, so it may be something little like that. Um, it may be uh, that the dog is fearful or nervous or anxious or shy, uh, any of thing like that. Um, aggressive, uh, doesn't understand sit, uh, you know, at eight weeks old, Gypsy, her whole life with us has been as a service dog in training. Now, before you say, well, puppies should be allowed to be puppies. Oh, she is definitely allowed to be a puppy. However, whenever we're out together, we have a certain standard that we want her to abide by. Um, you know, she has to be polite whenever we're out in public. Um, she doesn't get to go say hello to other dogs or people. Um, she is a well-mannered young lady. Uh, and at home, at home, she runs around and plays with my dogs in the yard. She chases Arrow and grabs him by the tail and barks to, to show exuberance in life. You know, she, she gets plenty of time to be a puppy. And even when she started training at eight weeks old, her training sessions would last five minutes for her outings. Her outings were very short. We kept it very short and sweet because you can burn a dog out from service dog work before they're even officially a service dog in training if you do it wrong. And we do not want you to do it wrong. But we also didn't want her to... Start is a normal puppy, 
with normal puppy issues, right? And then whenever she turns six months or nine months or a year old, say, okay, now you're a service dog in training and have her say, the heck I am. I want to go back to the good old days where I didn't have to do anything. So by giving them expectations, appropriate age, appropriate expectations at a young age, you're going to be much more successful. Now, I also know people who get a dog in at six months old or a year old or two years old. And after a two week honeymoon period where we get to reevaluate and keep on evaluating, sometimes those dogs work out fantastic for service dog work. But it depends on, again, where the dog came from, the age, the issues of that particular dog. So I do want to address where to get your service dog from at this point. And then I want to address the temperament that you should be looking for. So I do have people, you know, for where, uh, where do I get a service dog? I'm going to go to a rescue because I like the idea of rescuing a dog. I do discourage that for service dogs because we need to have the best of the best. This dog is going to get so much time, energy, training, and money spent on them that you need to start out with the best that you can find. You want to make sure that the parents are health tested, that they have their health clearances, that they have the best start possible, that they have the parents have had the appropriate medical care, the puppies have had the appropriate medical care, have had early stimulation, and that we know the size to expect whenever they're full grown and the temperament to expect whenever they're full grown. And this only happens whenever you're using a reputable breeder. A reputable breeder is a breeder who puts that health and that temperament above all else. So it's not, hey, I have a golden and you have a golden. Let's have a litter. That is not a reputable breeder. A reputable breeder is also not, I have a dog. My vet says he's healthy and you have a dog and your vet says he's healthy. Let's have a litter. No. A reputable breeder would say, I have a dog, for example, Gypsy. Uh, she is eight months old currently, and whenever she is two years old, uh, we are going to have her health tested. For golden retrievers, this is OFAs done on her hips and her elbows, and we also have her eyes and her heart tested. And whenever we have all four of those tests done, when she gets passing grades on all four of them, uh, then we can look to find a male who will complement her. Now, the male will have all four of those tests done as well because we do not want hip dysplasia or elbow dysplasia. We want to have a healthy heart and healthy eyes. And if we can find a male who would complement her, if she has any weaknesses, those would have to be his strengths. And if he has any weaknesses, she would have to have those strengths. And I already have a couple dogs in mind for this. But uh, and they have been health tested, but then they have a litter of puppies together. And then we know her nutrition up through the age that we do it, because I know her nutrition right now. Um, we know her health. We know her temperament. We know her behavior. 
we know the other dog's health temperament behavior. When we have the puppies, we start them with appropriate um, interactions, with greeting the appropriate people, with, with everything that we can to set these puppies up for success. And our goal, if we do start up our breeding program, will be to breed for service dog candidates, service dogs and therapy dogs. And of course, we will have pet dogs as well, but that would be our focus and our goal. And that's what you want. I've talked to clients who they are looking at a puppy and they can't get near the mother because she's so aggressive. That dog will not make a good service dog because those genetics right there are not the genetics that you want to work with. Um, We've also talked to people whose, like I said, whose dogs have turned out beautiful because they've, they've chosen the good parents or because it was just luck of the draw and they happen to luck out and end up with the perfect puppy, um, even though, you know, they have no idea who the, the parents were. And I'm not saying there's anything bad with rescue dogs, but a service dog is an Olympic athlete. And if you say, well, I want a golden retriever, I'm going to go to the local rescue because they have a litter of golden retriever puppies. You still don't know the temperament. You still don't know the early care that they got or the behavior, the health of the father or really the behavior or health of the mother too much. And what if these Goldens were prone to cancer, as Goldens are? And these Goldens only live to be six years old, which does happen. Or uh, what if the father wasn't a Golden? What if he was a Corgi? (laughs) Right? A Corgi, Rue? What if he was a Corgi and you're expecting a Golden Retriever of a certain size and sturdiness, and you end up with a dog who at full grown you cannot use for service dog work and then again you have all this time and energy and effort invested into this dog who can't be the mobility dog or the service dog that you need this dog to be whenever you go with the like I said a reputable breeder you know what to expect because you know the parents you know the lines and so does the breeder and then you also have somebody who can help you out um, in the future if you need to so that's where to get them And then temperament that you're looking at. No matter what you're looking at service dog-wise, there are some things that you can look for temperament-wise in a puppy. And that includes you want sociability. You want that dog to be friendly with people, not overly friendly. You know, I don't want a dog mugging everybody for attention whenever he sees them. But when we chose Gypsy, we chose the the one who was the most people-focused, people-oriented. So we had, uh, there were four puppies. I wanted a female. There was four puppies in the litter. Um, Two of them were kind of standoffish and they were playing by themselves in the corner. Uh, One of them left the pen that they, you know, we were all in and went over, pulled a broom down on herself, wasn't phased, and then started going for a walk down the little walkway in the the woman's yard. And, you know, we're kind of clapping and trying to call her back. And she's like, nope, I don't care. I'm going to go out and explore. And for some people, that might be the perfect dog. But Gypsy was bringing me leaves. I'd clap my hands and call pop, 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 pop. And she'd come over to me. Uh, I could flip her upside down and hold her like a baby. And she did just fine. And that's the dog that I wanted. That's the dog I knew was going to be my service dog because her temperament was very people-focused. Me-focused, not just people-focused, but, you know, specifically me-focused. She was friendly. She was good-natured. That's what I wanted. 
um, you want a dog who's going to recover quickly. Um, one of the tests that we did, we held her feet were maybe two inches off of the ground and let her go. And what happened was she, um, she landed and she came right back to me. Um, she didn't, you know, flatten like a pancake and say, oh, I can't do this anymore. Uh, you know, I, I had a little toy and I tossed a little toy and she went after the little toy or the leaf. You know, she didn't say, oh, that's too far. I'm not going to do it. She was appropriate. She was exactly what we needed. And, uh, and it worked out beautifully. So there are some things that you can look for. There are some things that aren't really going to make a big difference. You can go and you can shape and you can mold behavior. But you do want to start out with the best dog that you can find for the situation. And because you're going to be putting, again, all this money, all this energy, all this time, all this training and all this hope into, you want to start out with the best dog possible. So how to choose your service dog is you want to look at breed, age, temperament, and where you can get him. Uh, now, one more thing about working with rescue dogs as a service dog candidate, because like I said, it does work out for a lot of people. I do know at least one organization who strictly uses rescue dogs for their program is you may have a higher washout rate. Um, takes about two weeks to get to know the dog. Now, the nice thing is you don't have to deal with all the puppy stuff. Um, but like I said, you do have to deal with the baggage that the individual dog does come to you with. So make sure that there's a return uh, availability, a return policy, I guess, on the dog. Uh, so give it at least two to three weeks, work with them, have a trainer evaluate them, have your veterinarian evaluate them, and see how this dog might go, but you have to be ready to say this dog is not going to do it and wash out, or this dog is not going to do it, I will get another dog, or I will not have a service dog. Um, for example, if you do have an aggressive dog in your household, it will be much harder to have a service dog in your house. Um, of course, your service dog is not going to be the aggressive dog, but you do not want your, dog your service dog exposed to that aggressive dog. So if you have any questions, uh, message me. You can find my information at dreamk9.com. That's D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number nine. Uh, we are Dream Dogs, and we are located in Central Florida. We have our service dog training program where we work specifically with owner trainers and offering them professional training and guidance so they can train up their own service dog with our help. Instead of waiting what, two to five years for a program dog and spending upwards of twenty to $60,000, we work with owners and save them not only a heap of time because we can get it done in less than five years, but a heap of money because we can get it done with less than $60,000, uh, less than $20,000, and they have the dog that they need to be that lifeline of independence and to be that dream dog. See you next week.